Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wilhelm. I am your host, Ben Beck, and this is my final episode of 2023. It is my holiday feedback special. And what seems to be a common phrase with my podcast lately is, for this episode, I'm trying something different. But you know what? That's okay. That's, you know... That's one of the things that's beauty that that's beautiful about life is we get to try new things and I get to do a lot of that with my podcast. So this episode I'm flying solo. That's right. I don't have any live co-hosts for me this episode. However, I do have many co-hosts in the technical sense in that everybody who left me feedback for this episode you are my co-host. You are riding shotgun with me for this episode. And because it is the end of the year, it is my final episode of 2023. I wanted to do something special. Hence, this holiday feedback special where what we're going to do is I'm going to reveal to you my own personal top five lists of favorite movies, uh, Christmas movies that I that are essential for me every year and my top five favorite television episodes that are Christmas themed for, uh, you know, this time of year that are essential watches for me this time of year. But in addition to that, I got a number, a number of great submissions from many listeners out there of what some of your favorite holiday movies, television episodes are. Uh, and we're going to read through them as we go through and play some of them because one of them is actually a voicemail, which I love. I love when I get the voicemails as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about my personal traditions, and then I'm going to get to share all of yours as well uh, as we move forward with that. So let's just jump right into things. And again, this being a feedback special, we we want to start with that. We want to start with some of the feedback that some of you sent in. And I'm going to sprinkle some of my personal favorites in along the way of my top five list. We'll, we'll go through some feedback submissions and we'll do a top five list of mine. We'll go through some more feedback. We'll do the other top list, five list of mine. We'll do some more feedback and then we'll wrap things up. And I'll try not to keep you guys too long because it is, of course, Christmas Day. And I want you to be able to spend that time with your family. But I am also very appreciative of the fact that you are listening to this and you're spending a little time with me for Christmas. So let's jump right into things and let's go to one of our first feedback submissions. And I believe it's actually the first one I got from anybody. Uh, and this comes from my, my good friend, Paik. And he writes... I am not generally a must-watch-every-year kind of person, but I definitely have my favorites I return to often. Love Actually is probably number one. The heart and humor of that movie is great. I'm also unashamed of loving the Jim Carrey Grinch movie. It's stupid, and I love it for that. As far as TV shows, it's very much on the dark side and contrary to the episode title, isn't super Christmassy, but the Black Mirror episode, White Christmas, is my favorite that I return to from time to time. Lastly, you mentioned least favorites. I honestly can't stand A Christmas Story. It's boring and plotless. However, the new sequel, A Christmas Story Christmas, was quite cute and fun, much better than its predecessor, Merry Christmas, Ben. Paik, that's a great way to start things off because you know what? Love Actually was a movie that I was very late to. I didn't watch it until maybe about seven or eight years ago for the first time. And I know the movie's been out much longer than that. But, you know, I kept seeing the, you know, to me, you are beautiful with Rick Grimes holding up the sign. Um, <laughs> I call him Rick Grimes. I, I know what his actual name is. But, you know, I, I kept seeing all the references to it. And the cast is amazing. But I was so late to the game and I watched it. And I really, really did enjoy that movie. So I'm right there with you. And I'm right there with you with The Grinch. Jim Carrey does a phenomenal job. I remember seeing that movie in theaters and loving it. It's stupid, uh, but it's great. And it has the lead singer of The Pretty Reckless in it as well. So, you know, Cindy Lou Who uh, became the lead singer of The Pretty Reckless, which is a pretty kick-ass rock band. Not going to lie about that. The Black Mirror White Christmas episode, I'm, I've never watched Black Mirror. So, 
can't really say that uh, I'm with you on that one, but I will, I'll make an effort. I will make an effort into 2024 to watch Black Mirror, especially White Christmas. As for a Christmas story, I don't know if I agree that it's boring and point, plotless. Um, however, TNT or TBS, whichever station it was that started, kicked off the whole 24 7 run of a movie, really ruined that movie for me. Um, you know, it was one of those things where so many movies, you know, where, where, you know, if you're flipping through the channels, TBS or TNT, whichever one it was, was playing. Tw- Christmas Story 24-7. They were the first station to ever do something like that. So as I'm making my rounds on Christmas, no matter what house I went to, they were watching a Christmas story, and I got really sick of it really quick. So that's one I will go back to maybe every four or five years because I just don't want to... The magic was ruined for me, so I kind of i am trying to reclaim it a little bit by spreading the love on that one. I do agree, though. Christmas Story Christmas, that was... uh that's pretty wonderful so thank you Paik for the feedback and for uh, for kicking this off for kicking off this holiday special I also want to make mention of Paik's podcast with my friend Daphne who uh, they have the Run For Your Lives podcast which was part of the now part of the Podcastica Network so I want to make sure that I'm plugging everybody who wrote in I want to make sure I'm plugging Uh, all of their great stuff as well because that's what you do you share the love uh, especially this time around Christmas so if you're a fan of you know like monster movies and you know monster you know movies where the adrenaline is going and you have to you have to run for your lives check out run for your lives it's a it's a great podcast I've been on it a number of times I hope to be on it again Uh, go to podcastica.com and you can find the link to that podcast there uh, in addition to all the other great uh, stuff that's over there podcastica but you know what speaking of Daphne uh, Paik's co-host for that podcast. She also left me a piece of feedback for this episode. So uh, let's go right into hers. And this is from Daphne again. Uh, she says, hi, Ben. Happy holidays. I have several go-to movies that I try to revisit in December. The first one is The Shop Around the Corner, a 1940 film starring Jimmy Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. It's heartwarming and an inspiration for the updated remake, You've Got Mail. I also rewatch Love Actually, Die Hard, and The Christmas Carol, the Alistair Sim version from 1951. Uh, um, You know what? Die Hard? You had me at Die Hard. We mentioned Love Actually already. Uh, And the 1951 A Christmas Carol is just, it's so good. I mean, I don't really know if there's kind of a bad version of A Christmas Carol. It's a story that's been told so many times, but... I don't know if there's really a bad... I'm sure there is, and I'm sure people could criticize me if you're listening, uh, but I apologize for that. Uh, but thank you, Daphne, of course, for uh, for sending that in as well uh, and sharing your feedback with me. And again, Daphne and Pake's podcast, Run For Your Lives, go and check it out. Let's move on to another one. Uh, and this one comes from my friend Paul. Um, Paul Williams, who is the host of the What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero podcast, another fellow podcaster who I've been friends with for a long time. And um, he writes, Ben, it's Paul (laughs) or postmortem Paul. LOL. Yes, this list won't be the most traditional list for your feedback episode. Sorry, not sorry for doing the Xmas the weird way or for doing Xmas the weird way. The list below, along with five honorable mentions. P.S. This wasn't easy. I actually love a lot of Christmas horror and traditional Christmas movies and shows, Uh, which I can tell you, (laughs) you know, I mentioned what lurks behind podcast zero and he called himself postmortem Paul. He is a huge horror fan, but that's one of my favorite things I love about Paul. Uh, so yeah, this list is not going to be traditional. Uh, but number five, he has Gremlins. Great, great choice. Number four, Scrooge, aka A Christmas Carol from 1951. That is the Alistair Sim version we mentioned earlier in Daphne's feedback. Number three, Christmas Evil. That is not one I have seen. So maybe I'll add it to my list. We'll see. Uh, number two, 3615 Code Pierre Noel, a.k.a. Deadly Games from 1989. That one I have seen. 
Uh, and number one on his list, Black Christmas from 1974, a great horror Christmas movie that has been remade since, but I don't think any movie has done it uh, since the original. Honorable mentions on his list, Anna and the Apocalypse from 2017, great movie. Uh, Christmas Horror Story from 2015, Scrooge to a, from 1988, Silent Night, Deadly Night from 1984, and Married with Children, It's a Bundyful Life from 1989. L- goodness i have not seen that episode in so long i'm so glad you brought that up paul Uh, i hope that helps out with your upcoming show talk to you later buddy signed paul uh paul thank you so much for that feedback i'm gonna have to go back and rewatch the married with children episode it's a bunny for life um if you haven't figured it out too i have not read any of this feedback ahead of time i am reading it and listening to it for the first time to share that experience with all of you. So the reactions I'm giving you are very, (laughs) very genuine uh, because I love uh, just reading these and finding these out as we go along. Uh, But let's move forward. You know what? Let's dive into one of my lists. Um, And I'm going to kick things off with my list of my top five favorite television shows you know since we're on the topic of married with children it's a bunny for life as a christmas themed television episode i'm going to dive into my top five uh favorite christmas themed tv episodes uh and number five is got to be season two episode 11 of community abed's uncontrollable christmas Community is a show that I still love to this day. I will rewatch it constantly, but the episode uh, Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas is just so much fun and delightful. There's music in it, original music in it that is just quirky and can't be beat. It is a stop motion special, so they're really paying tribute to a lot of those Rankin Bass, you know, Rudolph and Frosty specials that we all grew up with and we love. So it's just a great Christmas special from a great uh, great show that I still watch number four on my list uh, season one episode seven of Mr. Bean Merry Christmas Mr. Bean that is a special that I just god I watch it every year uh, Mr. Bean is just a quirky character who to this day cracks me up without saying a word or very rarely ever saying a word he I think he says his name every once in a while uh, and it's just Bean so I mean, I think he does some say some other words here and there, too. But Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean is just a great special. It is the original for any of you that are Friends fans and you've seen the episode of, you know, Monica putting the turkey on her head. Uh, Mr. Bean did it first. Mr. Bean did it first and he did it in Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. He's the originator of the turkey on the head. So uh, it's got that going for it. Number three, uh, it is the 2010 special from Doctor Who. Doctor Who does a Christmas special every year, uh, a Christmas episode. With this one coming, the new Doctor's Christmas episode, his first full episode coming up this Christmas. At the time you're listening to this, it is out, and I can't wait to to watch it. Uh, I might have already watched it by the time you're listening to this, and I'm probably loving it, because uh, Shudi Gatwa is just going to be an amazing new Doctor. I can't wait to see it, but going back to 2010 doctor who a christmas carol again another retelling of a christmas carol and this one is done fantastically this is matt smith as the doctor and it is done you know paying homage to the original story but with some great sci-fi twists on it it is my all-time favorite doctor who christmas special of all the ones they have ever done and that includes the one with nick frost as santa can't can't pass that up but it is just a great great episode of Doctor Who and I, I watch it. I rewatch it every year. Number two on my list is a more recent show and a show that I'm actually covering on another podcast right now and that is season two, episode four of Ted Lasso. Man, I adore this show so much and this episode is no exception. Season two, episode four, Carol of the Bells. It is just a great heartfelt, almost standalone special uh you know about with with um everything that's going on it kind of separates away from the the main story of season two uh but still concentrates on the characters it has some great delightful heartfelt moments and quite frankly 
one of the most hysterical moments of the entire series. Uh, so for that reason, I, I love that. We haven't even gotten to that episode yet in our coverage on the Revisited podcast. It's coming up in a couple weeks, and I can't wait until we get to talk about that episode. Uh, but number one on my list, this is number one for a reason. You guys will know it when you hear the show. Number one is season one, episode 13 of Mork and Mindy, and that is Mork's First Christmas. Anybody who knows me knows my absolute love and admiration for Robin Williams. He is, uh, it was and is my still my hero to this day. And Mork's First Christmas is hysterical and heartfelt. Uh, and it's just an absolute gem of an episode, not only of that series, but of any series that has ever done Christmas episodes. If you have the ability, if you've never seen the episode, you have the ability to go back and watch it. Uh, I highly suggest it. It's 20 minutes of your day. 22 minutes of your day however long the episode is and it's just it's it, it gets me every time i watch it not just because of my love for robin but just in general it is a fantastic episode of christmas uh and i'll throw out a couple honorable mentions as i usually do when i do these top five lists i won't do too many uh but of course the office season two episode 10 uh titled christmas party it is just a fun episode of that series uh and season two was when really when the office started to catch its stride and this episode is no exception it, it plays right along to that uh it's always sunny in philadelphia season six episode 13 a very sunny christmas just a hysterical 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 episode of that show uh and last but not least for honorable mentions i'm, I'm gonna throw this out there you might be surprised the x-files season six episode six how the ghosts stole christmas i am not a huge x-files fan i haven't even finished the series and i do plan to do a rewatch at some point but this episode man oh man this episode is just fantastic it's Mulder and Scully it's, it's a standalone it's a standalone episode uh you know where Mulder and Scully go to investigate a haunted house and it's haunted by two ghosts played by Ed Asner and Lily Tomlin and it is just a great great fun standalone episode as I mentioned and it's just I highly recommend it if you've never seen the X-Files it's again you don't need to have watched all the other episodes it stands alone on its own. It's just a fun, fun episode to watch. So there you have it. My personal top five favorite TV themed episodes of, uh, you know, that I throw into rotation every year. Uh, but let's let's switch things back and let's go back to the feedback portion of it because I still got a lot. I still have a lot left to get through. Uh, and this next one comes from one of my new friends this year. I, I, he, somebody I absolutely adore. And I'm so happy that I'm, I'm friends with uh, both of these gentlemen, actually. I'm going to go back to back for both of these guys. They've both become a great new friend this year. And the first comes from uh, Michael G. and Francesco, who we call Mike G for short. He is the program director for Altered Reality, a company that I've been working for this year and working with this year when it comes to moderating panels at shows. They're a great company, Contropolis, uh, Colorado Springs Comic Con, Terror Con, uh, Anime Con, and of course, Rhode Island Comic Con, who, which I was so thrilled to be a part of this year. Uh, but he left me some feedback for this as well. And he says, here's some memorable Christmas movies for me. Number one, it's a Wonderful Life. This was my mom's favorite Christmas movie. She passed away almost eight years ago, and since she passed, I have watched this on Christmas Eve after everybody has gone to bed. I turn off the lights and sit alone, thinking of her as I see that familiar story play itself out again. I don't mind saying that it brings me to certain levels of emotion that I feel I need to find at least once a year. Um, Mike, thank you for sharing that. That was, that was beautiful. Seriously, I'm, you know... Sorry for your loss. I know it was eight years ago, but like, just thank you for sharing that. Uh, number two, Elf. I saw this in theaters with friends who remain in my life today. Seeing this reminds me of my chosen family and how Christmas and how fun Christmas is supposed to be. Number three, a Christmas story. It's the love that the father has for Christmas that mirrored my father's own each year when I was a kid. He always knew what we wanted and somehow managed, even if we didn't ask for it, to fulfill those dreams. I don't know how he did it. I try to do it with my own son. I'm not sure if I am as successful as he is, but I try anyway. 
Uh, and number four, Christmas Vacation. I always liked this movie, but I really came to appreciate it after I got married. My wife and her family regard it as the greatest Christmas movie ever made. They quote it to each other, send memes through social media all December long with the Griswold family in them, and I think they could act out the entire script if they wanted to. It's funny just to see them go back and forth. Hope this helps. Mike, it absolutely helped. And again, thank you so much for sharing a lot of that. I know, you know, it, it, I love hearing these personal connections that people have to these movies. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to do this special, uh, this this year-end holiday special, to kind of see how that goes, to, to get these reactions and these personal connections to these movies. So thank you. Uh, thank you so much for, for sharing that. Uh, but in regards to, again, my other, you know, found family member from this year uh, goes to my buddy Jay Crandall who is the assistant program director for Altered Reality and another gentleman that I got to work with and got to know so well and became fast friends with uh, and he sends in his feedback his feedback, and he says so the holidays in retail are hell on earth <laughs> so it's not hard to believe that it's hard to get in the Christmas spirit that being said my Christmas list my Christmas list is very vanilla it's hard, even when dealing with the crazy masses, not to have a few choice films at the holidays that bring joy and at least attempt to put me in the holiday spirit. Uh, number one, we will get the obvious one out of the way first, Die Hard. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says, I'm looking at you, Willis. It's a Christmas movie. Plus, it helps me deal with the retail Armageddon by watching random violence and honorable, an honorable mention to Lethal Weapon. Uh, number two, Elf. Will Ferrell as a man-child elf, enough said. Uh, number three, while you were sleeping. I remember watching this with a group of friends and there was one scene where a kid crashes a bike on the sidewalk. No lie, we rewound this like 10 times and had a great laugh. Oh, the movie was decent too. I agree, I like while you were sleeping. I didn't consider it a Christmas movie, but now I might have to go back and rewatch it just to see if it qualifies in my book. I mean, I know Die Hard does, so I don't see why while you were sleeping, wouldn't uh, Number four, Gremlins. Action, horror, and just the right amount of holiday spirit. Very underrated on holiday lists. Number five, finally, and without question, my most important holiday film is the Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978. I promise, Jay, I'm not laughing at you for choosing that. I'm just... I just love the ridiculousness that this is number one, and uh, you know, this is on somebody's top five. Uh, of course, I'm not serious. Oh, see, this is why I should read these things ahead of time because it's, it's not on his list. Damn it. Uh, leads to funny moments like this. Of course, I'm not serious, and my top choice has to be a Christmas story. I mean, the damn thing is on 24 hours straight for a reason, right? Spent many a years watching on Christmas Eve with my family, and I still haven't gotten my Red Rider BB gun. And with that, I wish all happy holidays to all, and to all a good night. Well, I fell for it, Jay, so hopefully that gave you and a bunch of other people a good laugh, because I thought you were serious. Knowing you, there's a possibility you could have been. I, I wouldn't have put it past you. So, but thank you for, for that feedback and for sharing that as well with me. Again... If you're in like the New England area, go check out these shows. You'll see me there. You'll see Jay and Mike there. They're just great, fantastic shows to be a part of. Again, I'm plugging everything. I'm pl if you have something to plug, I'm plugging it for you. That's part of the whole joy of doing this. Uh, let's go on to another piece of feedback. And this one comes uh, from my friend Pat, who is the voice of the Melting Pat podcast. Pat Johnston, uh, another gentleman I have been friends with for a long time. He keeps thinking I'm going to fire him for some reason because he used to be on my network. Uh, he's still on my network, but he, he keeps thinking I'm going to fire him. And Pat, I want to reassure you on my podcast and in front of you know, in presence of all of these listeners, dude, you are fine. You have tenure. You are not going anywhere. Merry Christmas. Uh, but Pat writes, Ben, I was going to record this as an audio thing, but I ran out of time. Is it too self-serving to say that one of my favorite holiday traditions is the themed episode of my podcast? No, it's not. It's not at all. Uh, I always have so much fun putting that show together. What's that? 
It is too self-surfing? <laughs> okay, here it goes. Uh, I love A Charlie Brown Christmas. It is a true holiday classic, and I make sure I watch the special and listen to the soundtrack every season. It is all just so wonderful, a simple story told so well. I also love the Christmas with the Joker episode of Batman, the animated series. That show is my favorite iteration of Batman, and everyone knocked it out of the park in that episode. Uh, the Mrs. and I watch the Always Sunny Christmas episode every year, too, and I think this year we'll finally start stealing presents and throwing rocks at trains. You in? I'm in, dude. Just let me know when. Merry Christmas, bitches. Uh, I'm sure I could list more, but I've made you read enough. Happy holidays to you and yours, my friend, and to all a good night. Uh, from Pat Johnston. Uh, from He is the host, as I mentioned, and producer of The Melting Pat. So go and check that out. And Pat, I am listening to your, I will be listening to your episode as I'm editing this one. Uh, so by the time you're hearing this, I will have heard it. So thank you for uh, for that feedback as well, Pat. Let's do one more before I go into my personal favorite top five uh, Christmas movies for the season. And let's change things up a little bit. I got a couple voicemails of the feedback. So let's go ahead and let's play one of them now. Uh, this first one comes from uh, my uh, a great friend, uh, Steve Brown. He is somebody who leaves feedback, not just for me, you know, when it comes to Revisited or it comes to Monarch or it comes to a top five list. Uh, he is so consistent on leaving feedback, not just for me, but for so many other podcasters out there that I'm friends with, uh, which just shows the love and support that he gives to podcasters. You know, he listens to these episodes, he contributes feedback, which is such a great thing. And it, it was no surprise to me that I got feedback from him for this episode. So uh, Steve left me a voicemail with some of his. So we're going to play that now. Uh, this is a voicemail from my good friend, Steve Brown, with his Christmas feedback. Hello, Ben. This is Steve, and this is for the holiday movie special feedback. Um, of course, we can't. I can't go a year without watching Die Hard, of course. And uh, as you reminded me um, before Die Hard 2 as well and Lethal Weapons so those are all those movies that I uh, try to catch up on during this holiday time for sure um, I don't really have any other like movies that I traditionally watch my uh, sister-in-law loves to watch White Christmas that's her uh, her movie every year and that movie just kind of depresses me for some reason I don't know why um, maybe it's the beginning with that sad sad slow rendition of White Christmas by Bing Crosby. I love Bing Crosby, don't get me wrong, but uh, that rendition of White Christmas is just, whoa. Uh, it, it uh, yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to hear that when I was deployed over Christmas, and I was deployed over a few Christmases in my time, so. Um, but, let's see. Um, gosh, holiday movies that I watch on the reg. Um, not really. Uh, like I said, just the three that I mentioned, uh, Die Hard, Die Hard 2, and Lethal Weapon, and then, you know, of course, if you're going to watch Die Hard 2, you might as well go on to Die Hard with a Vengeance. I mean, heck, it's not Christmas, but it's Samuel L. Jackson and uh, Bruce Willis driving a cab through Central Park. You know, uh, my favorite line in that movie is, uh, I told you Park Drive would be would be packed. I didn't say Park Drive. I said through the park. So, love it. Uh, but anyway, I don't want to go on too long here. Um, thanks for all you do. I love your podcasts. Uh, your coverage you're doing with Monarch is great. And uh, continue to keep up the good work with the uh, interviews. Talk to you later. And actually, just wish everybody a, a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, whatever you celebrate, however you celebrate, whether it's with friends or family or friends that are family. Uh, have a great time and just be with each other. I could not have said that better myself of be with each other, spend time with each other however it is you celebrate but steve thank you so much for not only the feedback but the kind words i'm having so much fun podcasting i've been doing it for almost 10 years now uh so and i do it whether it's five people listening or 500 or 500,000. it's not 500,000. let's be realistic uh you know so it doesn't matter how many people are listening i just love doing it i've been doing it for so long now so to hear like i'm doing the great job it's just it means so much so thank you for that and Die Hard, Die Hard 2, Die Hard with a Vengeance, which you mentioned is not a Christmas movie, but I can't fault you for wanting to watch it because 
It's a great movie. And yes, Lethal Weapon is also included in that, as I mentioned. So, but thank you again, Steve, for uh, for that feedback. Now, let's go into my top five favorite films that I watch every year when it comes to this. And I'm not, you know, Die Hard's been mentioned a couple times. Gremlin's been mentioned a couple times. I wanted to go more traditional with this list. Die Hard is a given. I don't care what anybody says. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Debate me. I would debate you until I'm blue in the face. It's it's a Christmas movie, as is Batman Returns, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man 2, uh, or, or Iron Man 3, um, whatever, whatever it is, uh, whichever one it is. I think it's Iron Man, Iron Man 3 is the one it is. They are, they are the ones that, you know, I don't care what anybody says, they're Christmas movies. But for my list, I'm sticking to more traditional. And I also didn't mention any of the half-hour TV specials either. I think those were kind of a given. Uh, you know, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas, Frosty the Snowman. Um, these are all givens. So I avoided those, and I avoided like the the adult violent movies like Violent Night or Silent Night. They're great. I watch them every year. My list is more traditional Christmas movies. So starting off with number five, I went with Elf from twenty uh, from two thousand three. This one almost went the way of a Christmas Christmas story. I'm not gonna lie because USA started playing Elf. 24-7, and I wouldn't allow it to fall into the trap that A Christmas Story did, so I avoided it. I do not watch it 24-7. It's a great movie. I needed to capture and keep the magic of that movie because it is so good and so well done. Uh, so I had to keep it. I watch it. I don't watch it every year. It is in my top five, but I don't watch it every year, mainly because I'm trying to keep that magic alive. I watch it every other year, uh, and this year happened to be an on year, so I did watch it this year, and it was just so much fun, so heartfelt at the end. Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, it's an amazing cast, and they're all fantastic. So number five, Elf. Number four, as great as the first one is Home Alone 2 I will argue this just like Die Hard is a Christmas movie Home Alone 2 is better than its predecessor Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is better than one with the exception of one cameo that happens in it that we actually just discovered today uh, actually on the day of film uh, day of recording this that apparently that particular person uh, strong-armed himself into that movie uh, for the usage of his hotel so if you haven't figured out who I'm talking about now I I don't know if you can figure it out but um, with the exception of that it's it's a fantastic movie and it's so much better than the first not to mention just because of my love of manhattan it is uh it's a great one so home alone 2 lost in new york from 1992 is uh number four on my list number three a relatively newer movie just came out recently in the past couple years is spirited again another will ferrell movie will ferrell and ryan reynolds this movie I just fell in love with this movie the first time I watched it. The music is fantastic. The acting, the humor, the comedy. It's another take on A Christmas Carol with a little bit of a twist ending and just a lot more humor and a lot more fun. And it's just, it's a blast to watch. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. And please, if somebody out there with the powers of be are listening, make this a stage show. Because one, I want to see it. And two, I want to audition for it. I want to be a part of it. Because I sing the music constantly whenever I watch this movie. Uh, or if I'm listening to the soundtrack in my car. I do that too. Number two on my list. This is going back a little ways. 1985, Santa Claus the Movie. This is kind of a little under the radar because not a lot of more like younger kids know about this movie. Uh, you know, it is David Huddleston as Santa Claus. It's got John Lithgow. It's got um, Dudley Moore. Sorry, I had to think of his name there for a second. And it, it is such a fantastic, fantastic telling of the story of Santa Claus. And I will say that David Huddleston is still to this day my Santa. He is my 
my movie Santa. There have been a lot of different versions of Santa out there and some great ones. Kurt Russell in The Christmas Chronicles is an amazing Santa Claus. David Harbour from Silent or Violent Night is an amazing Santa Claus. David Huddleston, for me, will always be my Santa. And this is a movie from my personal childhood. I was six years old when this movie came out. And that's showing my age that I just watch it every year still to this day and it holds such a special place uh but that leads me into my number one this is and has been my favorite christmas movie for as long as i can remember and it is tradition for me that it is saved for christmas eve and it is the last movie i watch on christmas eve before i go to bed and that is yet again another version of the christmas carol it is from 1992 the Muppet Christmas Carol. It is easily, by far, in my opinion, one of the greatest tellings of A Christmas Carol, from the Muppets playing the characters to Michael Caine playing the role of Ebenezer Scrooge seriously around Muppets, by the way. He doesn't phone it in at all. He plays it as if the Muppets are people, and it turns out amazing. The music is amazing. If so many friends, in addition to myself, who love this movie, Again, it is saved for Christmas Eve. So at the time I'm recording this, I haven't watched it yet. I will be watching it when I return home from family dinner tonight, this evening. Uh, But it is saved for Christmas Eve, and it is the last thing I watch before I go to bed on Christmas. So, on Christmas Eve. Love this movie so much. Uh, But that leads me just to a couple honorable mentions. And then we're going to wrap things up with the last of the feedback that I have. Uh, before I kind of let you go and I release you to the Christmas holiday. Uh, The Santa Claus from 1994. Tim Allen as Santa. I mentioned great movie Santas out there. Tim Allen is fantastic. Uh, The Santa Claus 2 is a great movie as well. The third one, not so much, but the TV series through Disney has been great. I've enjoyed watching that, but nothing beats the original when it comes to these movies. 1994 is the Santa Claus. Uh, Next up, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. How could you not include this on your list? This is a masterpiece of comedy uh, that I watch every year. I've already watched it, 1989. So it's going back a ways. I mean, I was 10 years old when that movie came out. Uh, has a young Leonard Hofstetter in it, <laughs> Johnny Galecki from The Big Bang Theory, as well as Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo. Great cast of characters. Arguably, probably the best National Lampoon's Vacation movie that came out. You know, you've got National Lampoon's Vacation, European Vacation, Vegas Vacation. This is arguably the best one of of all of them. So that has to be on my list. Uh, Another relatively newer movie, 8-Bit Christmas. Uh, This was an HBO Max movie from 2021 with Neil Patrick Harris and uh, Steve Zahn uh, and June Day and Rayfield. This is a fantastic movie that really touches on the nostalgia of the 1990s. You know, again, something else going back to my childhood, you know, about how to get your hands on a Nintendo, an original Nintendo. It's a great movie. It's very heartfelt. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And the last honorable mention on my list came very close to being in my top five, Miracle on 34th Street, whether it's the 1947 version or the 1994 version. Either one of them, they're both amazing films. Um, the, you know, the the remake from 1994 was, was great. It was fantastic. So these are also movies that are essential to my viewing. And I kind of rotate between them. One year, I'll watch the original from 40. And then the next year I'll watch 1994 and then vice versa the following years. But yeah, those are my top five movies, uh, essential movie watches. There's so many that are not on the list, but it's hard. It's hard to narrow these down to five. Uh, But we've heard my TV shows. We've heard my movies. We still have some feedback to go, though. So uh, let's dive into some more of that. And I'm going to go with another fellow podcaster, a friend of mine, a longtime friend. He is the reason why I'm friends with so many other people, uh, and that is my friend Jason Cabassi. He has been on this podcast before. He is the creator of the Podcastica Network and all the great podcasts that are there. He is the podfather, as we call him. Uh, But he did leave some feedback for me as well, so I appreciate that. Uh, And he gave his top five list, which is starting at number five is Die Hard, uh, a great story about a regular 
regular guy who stepped into a larger-than-life situation. Is it actually a Christmas movie? I think so, and not just because it takes place during Christmas. It's about the hollowness of materialism and remembering what's actually important in life. The bad guys are straight-up thieves, and our hero, who's had a rift with his wife, finds himself in this crazy situation that ultimately reminds him of the importance of being loving and supportive to the people in your life that matter to you. That sounds pretty Christmassy to me. Jason, I agree with you 100%. That's probably one of the best arguments I've ever heard as to why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Number four, Gremlins. I snuck into this movie uh, at the theater as a 13-year-old and loved it. It's such a quirky original movie about this cute little furry thing and all these nasty, sadistic little monsters. I love the sweetness and innocence mixed with the devilishness and darkness. And like Die Hard, it's surprisingly Christmassy with the message of not being Scrooge-like. You might find yourself being ejected through the window of your mechanized stair lift seat by tiny monsters and connecting with the people you care about. Agreed. I agree with that completely. And I'll even go a step further in that gizmo. Uh, this cute little furry thing that you mentioned was a Christmas present. It makes it a Christmas movie. Gizmo alone makes Gremlins a Christmas movie because he was a Christmas present to Billy. So there we go. Uh, Number three, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I just think this movie is a work of art with its whimsy and stylishness and beautiful animation by the legendary Chuck Jones. It's funny how a lot of Christmas movies have a Scroogey bad guy, the Scroogey lady from Gremlins, the Grinch, and you know, Scrooge. Uh, Number two, A Christmas Story. It actually took me a while to warm up to this one. It feels like a sitcom. I thought it was overrated. They kept showing marathons, and so I'd watch it again. And the more I watched it, the more I came to love it. There's something pure about it. I know a lot of people are tired of it because it gets played so much, but I still have a huge soft spot for it. I think it's funny, charming, heartwarming, and feels like a depiction of a real family, warts and all, and so we feel connected to it. That's a great way to look at it. I love that. Uh, and number one, Christmas Vacation. This is still, uh, this is the one I still enjoy the most. So funny. Chevy Chase's Clark Griswold is such a buffoon, but he has a good heart. He's just trying to make Christmas good for his family. And the sled scene is my favorite. I giggle every time I see it. Uh, you can buy those sleds now, too. I know those round sleds were always available even before Christmas Vacation, but I think now they're branded as like Griswold sleds, which is kind of fun and a nice little nod to the movie that's been out for, man, over 30 years now at this point. Uh, but thank you, Jason, for uh, for for that feedback. Uh, next up, I'm going to go to oh, my great friend, Jamie. Uh, Jamie Palace, who I have known since middle school. Uh, I'm so happy that her and I are both still friends. I love her family and her husband, Sean, who has been on the podcast, actually. He just came on uh, to talk about the uh, the Doctor Who special, uh, or the Doctor Who 60th anniversary. So I'm so happy to see that I got some feedback from Jamie. Uh, she says, hey, Ben, our holiday movie traditions... We haven't had cable in a very long time, but when we did before moving from New Jersey to Colorado, TBS always had a marathon on Christmas Eve where they would play a Christmas story for 24 hours straight. TBS, thank you for that. Uh, Watching that movie at least once on Christmas Eve and once on Christmas Day, if we can fit it in, is a callback to that marathon. Sean can probably recite the whole thing from memory. Growing up, my family would watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Since moving to Colorado, we haven't watched that quite as often, mostly because our kids haven't been old enough to watch it. But I'd like to start watching that again, maybe this year, because I think it's hilarious and will bring back good memories of Christmas time at home. Uh, We also make it a point to watch Charlie Brown's Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Polar Express, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, and Elf sometime throughout the season, but we don't have any specific activities that precede or follow those. It's just whenever we can fit them in. And while it's not a movie or show tradition, my dad has read us Twas the Night Before Christmas every year since my sister Michelle and I were babies. We're 42 now, and we will continue that tradition. We do it now with all his grandkids over a video call since we live so far away, but it will continue nonetheless. Merry Christmas, Ben. I hope you enjoy the season, and I can't wait to listen to your end-of-the-year show. All the best, Jamie. Jamie, thank you so much for contributing to this, and I love... 
I, I already knew and was already aware about your Twas the Night Before Christmas tradition with your dad. I love your mom and dad. I've known them for years as well. I haven't seen them for, in forever. I might have to make a point to go over to New Jersey uh, just to say hi to your folks because, uh, you know, loved your folks back then, still love your folks now. Uh, and your mom comments and likes my posts every once in a while, too, on Facebook. Uh, but yeah, I've known about that tradition for a long time, and I think it's a great, great tradition. Uh, but thank you for uh, for for leaving that feedback. Uh, just a couple more to go, actually. Uh, we've got three more to go before we're going to wrap things up. Uh, this next one comes from uh, my friend Kara. Uh, and she says, hey there. Figured it was a perfect time to leave some feedback for the holiday special episode as I'm packing to head home to be with my family for Christmas. I always feel very fortunate around Christmas time because my parents have always tried very hard to make Christmas special for me and my brother. That includes our traditions of watching our favorite Christmas movies and TV shows. I gotta say, we all seem to have a collective indifference to some classics like A Christmas Story and The Grinch, so that works out. No matter where we are, whether we're together or not, we all watch National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation on Thanksgiving night to kick off Christmas season and then again to end Christmas Eve night. Uh, we've been doing this since my brother and I were in middle school and thus deemed old enough <laughs> to watch this iconic movie. Christmas Vacation seems like a running theme. That seems to be one of the most popular ones. Uh, on Christmas Eve, we usually have a movie marathon and enjoy some of my dad's uh, crawfish etouffee. Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, while we watch Home Alone, Home Alone 2, The Santa Claus, and Elf. Hey, three of the four of those are on my top list. That's awesome. Uh, some of my best friends and I have also gotten together over the last few years for a night of drinking and making fun of Hallmark cheesy Christmas movies, and it's a blast. Well, let, let's be honest, Kara, if you've seen one of them, you've seen them all, because it's the same thing over and over again. Uh, on my own during the season, I make sure to watch Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, The Bracebridge Dinner, episode of Gilmore Girls, A Christmas Carol, Doctor Who Christmas Special, nice, uh, Black Mirrors, White Christmas, and It's Always Sunny, A Very Sunny Christmas. Some great ones in there uh can't wait to hear about everybody else's traditions signed Kara. thank you Kara, for for sending in that feedback greatly appreciate it uh and for being a supporter not just of wilhelm but anything i've done whether it be here or on podcastica as well and i'm going to give you a little bit of um another i'm going to give you a movie to check out since you and your friends like to get together and make fun of these hallmark uh cheesy christmas movies i want you to do me a favor and check out and this goes for anybody out there that kind of like makes fun of these things go check out a movie called christmas with the campbells it just recently came out in the past couple years it's justin long and britney snow and it's it's produced by vince vaughn uh who everybody knows and Peter Billingsley, who, if you don't know, was Ralphie in A Christmas Story. Uh, he's also one of the head elves in Elf. Uh, they wrote this movie, and I didn't know what to think about this movie. I just watched it for the first time this year. I didn't know what to think about this movie because it is so full of cliches, and it is over-the-top cheesy. But there are some raunchy characters, like innuendo-filled characters, in this movie as well. Um, and I think it's all done intentionally because Brittany Snow and Justin Long are two of the most cliched characters from any Christmas movie I've ever seen. But it's everybody else around them that is kind of like wrong and raunchy and you know, the innuendo fueled people that I heard about. And I think this movie was written purposely to kind of poke fun at these Hallmark cliche movies. So get together with your best friends and watch Christmas with the Campbells. It's, I promise you, I don't think you'll be disappointed by it at all, especially if you have fun, you know, making fun of, uh, of those movies. Uh, so two more to go. And this next one comes from my close dear personal friend Kristen Halberg she is my co-host on the revisited podcast um, and she's just been a, a sister to me since we've met we quickly connected and we have stayed in close-knit contact and again even podcast together both in revisited podcast but here on Wilhelm when we do the movie swap episodes where we give each other homework of a movie we've never seen and then we come back on and we talk about it uh, we do those every once in a while and they're just a lot of fun especially the last one man just go back and listen to the last one where we talk about three to tango and the last supper I don't think her and I laughed more during that episode than I've ever laughed 
during an episode of my podcast. Uh, but she writes, uh, every year our tradition was to watch Star Wars each Christmas until our kids wanted to switch it up a few years back. So now we switch off every year with either a themed Star Wars lineup, whether it be four through six, one through three, seven through nine, before Rebellion, TV series, uh, etc. Or we watch all the Harry Potter films. This year is Star Wars. We decided on a shotgun order where we all choose our favorites. My husband chose Empire. My son chose Revenge of the Sith. I chose Rogue One. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and my daughter is quote unquote still thinking. Uh, I never let a year go by without watching Muppet Christmas Carol either. You just can't help but be in the merriest of spirits after watching Michael Caine sing and dance with Kermit and Piggy. Uh, my kids will watch Home Alone 1 and 2 over and over again the entire way through the season. In our house, Home Alone 2 is the superior movie, but we love them both. Agreed with that completely. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, my dear purple friend. That's an inside thing. Uh, thanks for doing a fun recording on traditions. Thank you, Kristen, for sending that in. Uh, she got it in right at the nick of time, too, because uh, she's got a lot going on with her family. But I'm so glad that I actually did get that get that from her. Uh, which leaves me one more, and it's a voicemail. So that's why I'm, I'm I was kind of saving it for last uh, to go out on another voicemail, bookending these these sections uh, with a voicemail. And this one comes from my friend Billy Taylor. He has been on the podcast with me before as well. As a matter of fact, he co-hosted with Jamie's husband Sean and I for the Doctor Who 60th anniversary special. Uh, but he's been on before, and he's another fellow podcaster. Infinite Taylorverse. Look for it wherever you find podcasts. Uh, Facebook.com slash Infinite Taylorverse. It's him and his his friend. They both share the the Taylor name as part of their names. Uh, so it was a very clever uh, Billy Taylor, and then his his friend's name, first name is Taylor. So it's a lot of fun. Go check out their podcast. Uh, I've I've believe I, I know I've been on that podcast before too and I'm, I'm hopeful I'll get to be on it again uh, but Billy left me a voicemail with some of his feedback so let's go ahead and we're going to play that now what's up Ben and all the Wilhelm podcast listeners this is longtime listener and occasional guest host Billy Taylor from the Infinite Taylorverse podcast and I thought I would hop on here and give you my top five Christmas movies and my top five Christmas TV show episodes and throw in maybe a few honorable mentions as we go. Let's start with my top five favorite Christmas movies. Now we all know there's the classics like Home Alone and Elf and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and The Grinch and all these. So obviously those are great ones that I have to watch every year, but here's my big list of must-watch movies every year. The first one on there, this is a new-ish one. It's Rise of the Guardians. That's such a fun one. It's animated, and I got more into it since I've had kids of my own, and I just love watching it. It's pretty great seeing, you know, Santa kind of as this warrior-type figure. And I love the way they handle Jack Frost. And of course, Chris Pine's amazing. Let's see, the next one on my list one of those old classic stop-motion films, The Year Without Santa Claus. Out of all of that list of those movies, that's my favorite one. I love the heat miser and the snow miser, and I just love the music. It's a fun must-watch every year. Next on my list is gonna have to be the Santa Claus trilogy. Now, I know the first one's the best one, the second one's not bad, and the third one, it is what it is. <laughs> But I love watching it as a set. Even for a side note, I'll even say that I like watching the Santa Clauses, the Disney Plus series that goes along with those, with my kids and my wife. But yeah, that's the next one on my list. Number two on my list is Batman Returns. And I will argue to the death that this is a Christmas movie. <laughs> I have to watch it every Christmas. It's just one of the things I have to do. And my number one on the entire list, my must watch, if it's the only one I get to watch, I have to watch it. It is the Muppet Christmas Carol. That movie brings me so much joy. I love all the different versions of the Christmas Carol, but this one is my favorite one by far. And it's a definite must watch in our house. Some of my honorable mentions, again, I mentioned a few up front. I would also throw in, you know, Scrooge and Jack Frost and the Polar Express. My two most recent ones are definitely Guardians of the Galaxy, the holiday special, and that new Ryan Reynolds movie, Spirited. Those are both great. They didn't quite make the top five list, but I love those on the list. 
And of course, Die Hard. Again, just like Batman Returns, that is a Christmas movie. I don't care what you say. It is not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> and hey, I've got receipts. The guy who wrote the thing, Steven D'Souza, he said in a Time Magazine article once that his movie that he wrote is most definitely a Christmas movie. If you need links, I'll send those your way. <laughs> For TV, this was a hard one. There's been a ton of really good Christmas episodes. So mine, let's see. Number five, it's not even an episode. It's the entire Hawkeye series. I loved that series, and I love that it takes place around Christmas. Number four, that's gonna be for nerds like me who loved the show Chuck. There was the episode, season two, episode 11, called Chuck versus Santa Claus. Ah, I love that episode so much. Next on my list is gonna be Smallville, an episode called Lexmas, season five, episode nine. We kind of have a what if, you know, my life took a different turn type of a scenario episode with Lex and it was amazing. The next one on the list is Shit's Creek, the episode called Merry Christmas, Johnny Rose. It's season four, episode 13. It's when he kind of realizes Christmases for his family aren't gonna be like they were in the past. It's just such a great episode of a great show. The first one on my list, number one, is the Doctor Who episode called A Christmas Carol. This is from series five, and it's the Christmas special, of course. That is a must watch every year. There's several great Christmas episodes, but this one might be my favorite one. Now, of course, just like the movies, there's several honorable mentions. There's the How I Met Your Mother, How Lily Stole Christmas. There's Boy Meets World, A Very Topanga Christmas. Scrubs, My Own Personal Jesus. Modern Family, Undeck the Halls, New Girl, the episode called Santa. There's just so many. I could go on and on and on. Some real classic ones that were my favorite that didn't quite make the list but almost did were Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. There's one called Season's Greetings in Season 2. And then there's one called The Night Before Mixmas, Season 4, Episode 11. Man, those were some of my favorite shows as a kid, and I still get a lot of pleasure out of watching those. And then, of course, The Office, the episode called Christmas Party from Season 2. Again, it was very hard making the TV episode list, but those almost made into the list. They just wound up being my honorable mentions. Now, this is a side note because you didn't ask for a book, but I'm a big nerd who loves comic books, and my son recently asked me, are there any books or graphic novels about the origin of Santa Claus? And I said, I have no idea. So I went searching and searching, and I found a book called Klaus, and it is by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora, and it is this really cool seven-issue origin story of Santa Claus. It's kind of a different take with some really cool liberties, but it's amazing. And then I find out there's this whole universe in this world. There's several follow-up books that I have not read yet, but yeah, if you're a nerd like me and love this kind of stuff, you should go read Klaus by Grant Morrison and Dan Mora. I read the first seven issues, and it took me no time at all. I was so sucked in. Anyway, that is my list, and sorry if I rambled on way too much, but happy holidays to you, Ben, and to all the listeners of the Wilhelm Podcast, and a happy new year to everyone as well. How, how, how did I forget about Hawkeye? Man, Billy, thank you for bringing that up. I completely forgot that series. That entire series is a Christmas special. It is Christmas in New York. I love that series. It is my favorite of all the Marvel series, specifically because it is Christmas in New York. I mean, God, I'm so disappointed in myself that I forgot to bring that up. But you brought up a lot of other good ones too. Chuck, another show that I absolutely love and will be getting a rewatch from me soon enough. Uh, I forgot they did a Christmas episode. You mentioned How I Met Your Mother, How Lily Stole Christmas. That's a great episode as well. So a lot of great ones in there. More love for Muppet Christmas Carol. That's, you know, that's that's beautiful. I love it. Uh, and Rise of the Guardians. That is a Christmas movie, but it's one I don't think I've seen. But now that it's been brought up in somebody's top five, I feel like I may have to make the effort to uh, to do that. I feel like I have to make the effort to watch it. So uh, thank you for all those great recommendations for your top five list, Billy, uh, and for contributing to that. And a special thank you just to everybody who, since that was our final one for, for this episode, uh, a special thank you to everybody who contributed to this holiday special uh, you know, whether it was short, it was long, it was movies, it was TV, no matter what it is. Thank you for taking a little bit of your time to contribute some feedback for this episode. I really greatly appreciate it. You made this special feel full. 
Uh, you warmed my heart with all of your recommendations and your reasonings why you chose them. I loved getting a little bit more insight into all of you for doing that. And we're going to do this again next year. I think this is going to be a running tradition. So if you didn't leave me feedback this year, that's okay. I hope, however, that you do it next year. Let's make this special even bigger. Let's make it even more special uh, than it already was this year. So thank you again to everybody uh, for contributing and being a part of that. So where do we go from here? This is the year-end special. We're past Christmas. We're approaching New Year's. So where do we go? What do we do? Well, I know for myself and for this podcast, I'm going to continue doing this just because I love doing it. Wilhelm is going to continue into 2024. The Revisited podcast is going to continue into 2024. As for so, as for revisited, as I mentioned, uh, right now we are currently covering Ted Lasso. We just kicked off season two, so we still have a little ways to go. But we're going to be through that before the end of 2024. So we're going to be picking a new show. You know, we started with Lost, we dove into Ted Lasso, and then now we have to choose another series. We have a couple in mind that we might do that Kristen and I might dive into, but we're not decided on anything yet. So. If you have recommendations for maybe an old show that has since ended that you would like us to kind of revisit and dive into, uh, let us know. Uh, revisitedpod.com is the website you can go to for that. Uh, feedback at revisitedpod.com is how you can email us directly, whether it's feedback on Ted Lasso episodes or recommendations for a show you want to hear us cover. That's the easiest way to do that. And I highly recommend, if you're a fan of Ted Lasso like we are, we adore this show so much, come out and check out our, our coverage. It's been so much fun diving into the show and kind of taking a look at that underlayer of the series and everything, you know, character developments and storylines and, and all of that uh, fun stuff. So revisitedpod.com, go check out my podcast, Revisit the Revisited Podcast, which is a spinoff of this here Wilhelm podcast. As for Wilhelm, going into 2024... I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing. We're going to kick off on New Year's Day with another episode of our continuing coverage of Monarch Legacy of Monsters, which is the Apple TV Plus series. Uh, my friend Mark and I have been covering that on the weekly uh, since it debuted. And I know this was it was Wilhelm's first foray into weekly coverage of a television series, but we're enjoying it. And I know the next series I absolutely want to cover is Amazon's Fallout series, which is coming in April. So that's a little ways off. I don't know if we'll cover any TV series in between now and then, because uh, I don't want any overlap. So might not do another series until April, which is fine. There's still plenty of other stuff coming on Wilhelm. We've got more top five lists coming your way, more movie reviews, more celebrity interviews. Those are coming back. We took a long break from them in 2023 because of the writer strike and the actor strikes. Um, but I made a lot of contacts over the years in working shows. Uh, so celebrity interviews will be returning in 2024. I've already got confirmations of some people that are coming out um, or that are going to be coming on in 2024. And I can't wait for you to hear those conversations. Uh, as for the conventions that I mentioned too, I have audio recordings of panels I have done, a number of panels I have done over the years that are over the year uh, in 2023 that I've yet to release. Uh, and they're going to be coming your way. I've got audio with Anson Mount, uh, Chris Sarandon, members of the Brat Pack, you know, Molly Ringwald, Ali Sheedy, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, and Andrew McCarthy, uh, Greg, uh, Greg Nicotero from The Walking Dead, which was one of my absolute favorite panels of 2023, Christy Swanson, uh, the Muppet, um, Muppet Puppeteers, uh, Voices of Disney, so super members of Supernatural of the television show, uh, series Supernatural, uh, Vicky Lawrence and Dorothy Lyman from Mama's Family. I got I have so much audio sitting that is going to be released over the course of 2024. Plus any panels I get to do in throughout the course of 2024 are going to be coming your way. So there's a lot. There's a lot coming to Wilhelm. Uh, and last but not least, I'm doing a video podcast in 2024. It is starting in January, and it is simply called. I have thoughts. 
Uh, that will be releasing on my personal Facebook page, on my professional Facebook page, uh, and on the Wilhelm Facebook page as well. So go to Wilhelm, uh, facebook.com slash Wilhelm Podcast. Make sure you like the page and you'll be able to see that as well. And it'll most likely be on YouTube as well, on the Wilhelm um, uh, YouTube page, which I believe is youtube.com slash Wilhelm Podcast or at Wilhelm Podcast. So you'll be able to catch that there. But I think as far as podcasting goes, I think that just about covers everything to wrap up this season. But that leaves me now for the personal stuff. I just want to say, as the end of 2023 is coming, the new year of 2024 is right around the corner. I want to say a personal heartfelt thank you to each and every single person that is listening right now. Uh, whether you supported this podcast by listening to it, by co-hosting it with me, by leaving feedback for an episode, or even just telling friends about it or asking me about it. How's it going? How's the podcast going? What have you got going on? You know, even if you don't listen, but you still just showed an interest. Thank you for that. It is what drives me to keep going with this. 2023 was rough. You know, not just for me on a, on a podcasting level, but on a personal level, I know it hit a lot of other people the same way. I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if 2024 is going to be ever is going to be even better. But all I know is that if we as people are there for each other and help each other along the way, man, there's nothing that we can't get through in 2024. So I'm going to wrap up with this. Thank you for being there for me, whether it's professionally, personally, podcasting, whatever it was, thank you for being there for me. Thank you for being a part of my life. Thank you for the support. Thank you for the love for everything uh, along the way. 2023, 2022, all, all the years beyond. Um, I thank you in advance for being there for me and continuing to be there for me into 2024. And you have my word that I will be there for you in just the same way. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I hope you spend all the time you can with your loved ones and you enjoy it for what it is because you never know when it's not going to be there. Last but not least, Happy New Year. Stay safe. Drink responsibly. Uh, and I will see each and every one of you for more great things in our lives together in 2024. Thank you again and enjoy this holiday season.